GM. All right, just a second, guys, getting this set up. All right. Apologize for the delay again. You know, I don't think that it would be a Friday wonky weekly space if, if we didn't start it fashionably late, aka about five to ten minutes after it's supposed to start. So, you know, it's just keeping up with tradition there. T, you can't cry unless you come up on stage. So... Um, to anyone else in the audience as well, welcome to the 84th consecutive episode of Wonky Weekly Alpha. That is correct. 84 consecutive weeks of getting together, um, keeping the vibes rolling, and just, you know, going through, <laughs> talking about whatever is happening in the community, whatever is happening in the NFT and crypto space. Um, and you know, we're going to be here for another 84 weeks. So if it is your first time, no can be intimidating. Feel free to hit that request button. We'll bring you guys up here. If not, no worries. I'm actually going to do a stunk giveaway today. I'm going to retweet that. It's been a while since I've done one of the random, um, like and retweet giveaways. So, Whenever I tweet that out, should have a little little bit of an influx of people that hop in here, but I will make sure to pin it up to the top of the page so you guys can engage with that and have a chance of entering slash winning. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But without further ado, Rooster, what's going on, man? What's popping, baby? Man, I have just, uh, it's been a fun week, fun past couple of days, especially, you know, we've seen Bitcoin, a bunch of different alts start to pop back up and, you know, the stonks have been doing okay as well. Bro, is this, is this saying I'm not following what it says follow ledge chart here at the bottom. That's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, I kind of well, been dude. out of the loop this past week. Uh, I've actually moved into my new, uh new spot the past couple of days so that's that's always fun nice, yeah. yeah it's a it's so a good upgrade on the, on the uh the following thing i swear like that that happens because there are several several people that i know that i'm really close with whether you know like i've had it happen to 80s before i've had it happen to several other good friends where occasionally i think twitter just makes you unfollow people one of the things that it's made me do recently is I, for anybody that is going live, so I guess that this is kind of a hack if you're looking for an engagement hack. Um, I'm not sure if anybody else is dealing with this, but, you know, Easy Eats is one person, for instance, but there are several others. Whenever they go live, I get notifications turned on instantly, and I cannot turn them off. I've been able to figure out how. Every time I click them off, Twitter automatically turns them back on for me. So... Um, but yeah, you know, anyway, so I, I've had exactly what you, you just said happen to me plenty of times. Um, Crypto Pulse, welcome up to the stage, man. How's it going? 
Hello, everybody. Uh, I want first excuse my uh, little English because uh, maybe French will be okay. Love it, man. Love having somebody up here. You know, I think one of the awesome things about this space in general, um, not just the stonks, but, you know, across the board, is just how international everything is. So love getting different perspective. No worries whatsoever. And by the way, Rooster, if you were trying to speak, I could not hear a word that you were saying other than static. So you may have to leave and come back in. I'm not sure. You had your mic unmuted for a while and I heard static coming through. Yeah, it was just my AirPod bugging. I think they're like finally crapping out, even though I haven't even they haven't touched water or anything. They're just Apple decided it's time to get a new pair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you might you might have to go touch grass. Might be the fix. Okay, man, because uh, a lot of times I go on lives where people are speaking to uh, to learn about information or something. Uh, what I can uh, know is uh, really it's the graphic. Yes, the, they have no language. <laughs> Maybe it's all for all. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know I won't lie. the The communication barrier, the language barrier, might have impacted my understanding of that full <laughs> what you're trying to say there. But it's all good, bro. <laughs> um, you know I like I love it anyway. Um, but yeah, man. So, uh, Crypto Pulse, do you have any stonks? Uh, yeah, now I'm uh, holding a little of uh, TRB, and uh, there is uh, OP. But do you have any wonky stonks? Uh, I don't know about the wonky. You don't know about the wonky. All right, man. Well, you're you're in the right place. <laughs> so the Wonky Stonks are the NFT project that you know we're, we we basically host this space for every you know every single Friday. So this is week number eighty four consecutively that we've done that for. Um, it was a free mint back in October of twenty one. Well, you know. The average was like 0.01. It was free. Every wallet could mint up to one um, stonk free. Um, And there was an original 83% unique distribution across all holders at that time. Actually, it was a ton of people in this space's first project. Um, You'd be surprised how many people have randomly either hopped up on stage or DM me or, you know, dropped a comment below where stonk either, you know, the stonks either were their first mint or they were one of the first mints that they were aware of because there were a lot of people that followed me back in the day that were trader natives. I'm assuming like you from, you know, your, your answer here that now, you know, finally had the opportunity for exposure in the NFT space. Um, And yeah, you know, it's been one of those things where we have continued ever since it's just generative art where the, you know, the charts are the art um, no roadmap, no utility. One of the first projects to really adopt that meta that I can think of. Um, and you know, we've stuck to ever since it's one of those things where obviously there are times where, you know, I think for short term momentum and short term purposes, it's really easy to sway in to some type of demands and change that vision. But the vision at the end of the day is to find, you know, 8,000 
736 people that all are in it for the art, right? And that that is enough. I believe that is the strongest, most sustainable way to be able to build a collection that has intrinsic value that continues to carry forward that people really, you know, care about. And I think that we have cultivated a community within that that has grown incredibly strong at the core over the course of the past couple of years. Um, and that, you know, I'm, I'm really bullish on heading on over the next several years, man. Like it's one of those things that's not going away, whether I'm here or not. Um, so yeah, you know, long, long story long. That's the story of the stocks. Uh, sorry for not knowing that. Uh, I want uh, first to apologize, uh, Kalio, about not knowing about the wonky. Maybe in uh, these days uh, coming, I will learn about it and uh, ask you if uh, doesn't disturb to learn uh, about things. Please don't bullish now because I'm shortening three position now. <laughs> oh man! Okay, so you're shorting three positions. Well, best of luck to you, man. Eighties, um, welcome up to the stage, brother. How's it going? Happy Friday, family. Hope everyone's well. Got the vibes right, man. Sorry, I was late. I was uh, I was reading a, a reply from Luca to Beanie. Uh, he he sent that motherfucker to the shadow realm. It, it's been interesting to hear a lot of the takes this week on like you know, the pudgies just going out to to distribution with retail, and it's just it's fascinating to get all the hot takes this week. I I, I see it as a big plus for community building, and you know you don't have to have like a massive NFT, uh, like the Pudgies, to build a big community. We've been here for two years now just on vibes alone, and we are stronger than, shit, 99% of the motherfuckers out there. So I'm having a good day just reminiscing about our two years together as a family, and it's uh, absolutely a blessing and a joy. That's awesome, man. So I, you know, I didn't read that thread. What is going on? So basically what I've seen... The mixed reviews I've seen from the Pudgy release are basically people that are, you know, honestly, a lot of it sounds like salt from the sidelines, or there are people from other collections that are basically shitting on it because they're saying, okay, well, it's just toys inside, like, you know, cheap toys in a big store. How does this add any intrinsic value to the primary collection itself? And, you know, I, like all these people don't hold pudgies and I think they'll hold other projects that are down. So because they have nothing themselves to really talk about, they just talk crap on bags they don't own. Yeah, bro. The only people who are shitting on pudgies right now is the fucking people whose PFPs are down like 80, 90 percent. Um, you, you can't knock anything that they're doing. Like knocked it out of the park, bro. They got so many toys out in so many different Walmarts and they're cute, plushy come with little you know traits from different projects as well so they're cross-pollinating everything they fucking knocked it out of the park and no one can shit on them and be like 100 percent for real so 80s what did the beanie drama uh saying it i i haven't read it yet his argument was basically like you know uh, this is a luxury item and you're cheapening it with throwing it into walmart and you know it's the classic you know uh, i got an ape or whatever i'm better than the world type of mentality so it's just such a dumb mentality it's assault it's assault that's all it is like rooster rooster nailed it you know 
what I think is beautiful about it is I think so many people are missing the point. I, I don't think that this is targeted toward the NFT community at all, right? Like there are a lot of people in the NFT community that are like, oh man, you know, why would you sell an $8 item to whatever in the, like it's not targeted the NFT community. This is about bridging outside of Web3 and NFTs and getting exposure and revenue from a completely different stream and building a brand that, you know, I, I think they are adding some collectible elements to this as well. They're adding an element to where, you know, it can bridge people over to Web3 via the QR code in the pudgy world. There are a lot of cool things that are coming from this, but it's not really targeted at the people that are on Twitter. Well, we, we, you know, <laughs> we have a tribal mentality in this space, and that's why we try to encourage building bridges and, you know, uh, opening your mind a little bit more. Because when you get stuck in a place for so many years in these little tiny bubbles, man, you, you just you, the ego takes over and you, it, you, you can't see past your own bullshit. So, like, having that open mind and, and being appreciative of this ecosystem is all about growth. It's not about stagnation. You want to grow. Dude, not only that, like, they're getting me to go to Walmart. I, I refuse to go to Walmart. Uh, I, I haven't gone and got a, a little pudgy toy yet. I'll probably <laughs> definitely get one Same, for, my, for my dog, bro. But, uh, yeah, I, I refuse to go to Walmart. And they'll actually, like, get me in the stores of that corporation. So, like, honestly, that's that's a solid move, I'd say. They got the Belgium in Walmart. Uh, B-Way's out of the crowd. He had never been to one before. I think uh, he's finally making his uh, debut. <laughs> Uh, it's incredible yeah you know I, I i'm hyped about it man at the end of the day i think they're doing big things with it they're they're bringing in a revenue stream that's not really sucking their main you know diluting their other collections at all right they're adding marketing they're adding brand value awareness they're adding a lot of that type of stuff without diluting their main collectors like it, it's just cool man i love to see it bro so. yeah it's literally like what seems to be you know and i could be ignorant on a, a couple other projects but it's literally like one of two projects that are bringing in revenue stream that's targeted outside of their holders and coincidentally enough both of those projects were actually have been purchased and acquired by the current founder rather than um, launching. So, uh, yeah, I think it brings like a whole different, whole new perspective in when it comes to, you know, adding revenue streams. When you got people like, you know, Azuki milking their, you know, own community for like, what, $40 million was it? And uh, yeah, no, uh, they're doing great. Yeah, and anybody that talks about like, the most toxic people are the type of people that think that something can only be so exclusive that a certain group of people have access to it and that it's only for that group and that there are no others and that you are diluting your brand by doing anything that might appeal to the common folk. Uh, you know, it just is absolutely disgusting, especially coming somebody from Beanie who made his money by scamming and rugging, you know, large communities. It's just... Like that—that's disgusting to me. Also, it's not going to be exclusive if it doesn't have demand, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you can't 
create demand if you keep it in a tight circle jerk so yeah no people just have the stupidest takes on this app and uh it's it's almost amusing yeah um so i i am curious though you know like obviously this isn't the vertical for every single project but what other project that you can think of has this type of potential for mass and not just potential, but kind of the team behind it for mass market appeal um, that will actually be able to deliver on it the way that the pudgies have in the next year. Is there anything that you can think of off the bat? Or do you think it's going to have to be something fresh? Yeah, it starts with pandas. the P, baby. We push yeah, the pandas. <laughs> I, I think Bags, what, what his drive is right now is exactly that. And I think he's shaking the tree, and I think it's well needed right now. Yeah, bro, but ba- Bags and Luca are fucking killing the game right now when it comes to NFTs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think a lot more projects should be, you know, trying to imitate them and copy exactly, you know, what they're doing. And then, like, in a different niche, right? You got Pudgy, so G-rated. Um, pandas are, like, right in between, you know, that perfect average between Pudgies and Miladies. You know, I saw a Milady smoking meth on Twitter yesterday. Um, so yeah, what never... the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, ne- when you know, never get that degenerate. I'll actually refuse to own anything Milady related. Um, in quick sidebar, too, the ugliest fucking NFTs that I've ever seen in my life are those Milady seal things. Oh my god, those are fucking horrible looking. The Milady you know, seals, dude. It, it, like, was was that the big drama? Because I saw Miladies have absolutely tanked over the course of the past few weeks. I mean, there's still a two ETH, which is decent, right? But I think they hit up to like five six ETH, right? So, was there any drama that was of outside the, of like the meth smoking that nuked them? I, I, no, that that's not even. No, that was just yesterday. That, that didn't even get a lot of engagement. It was just like a random Milady, like, oh yeah, we fucking doing fucking meth out here. Um, no, Milady's just new because, for one, the community's horrible. Um, they only pumped from the Elon meme, which I, I'm not even sure if he knew he was tweeting at NFT when he made that meme. Um, so that was the reason they pumped like five, I think seven. They wicked up to seven uh, just because the buy pressure was quicker than people could list. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was just a slow bleed. You know, when the Milady's like are targeted, like we're going to be the edgy racist people. And <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really fuck with it. That uh, makes sense, man. By the way, quickly for anybody that's in the crowd, you know, I want to uh, give a shout out up. now. Wait, 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 real quick, Matt. Um, for anybody that's in the crowd, went ahead and finally sent out that tweet. I'm sorry, it's tough to compose a tweet like that while I'm talking and like muting, unmuting, going back and forth to it on the phone. So it's finally there. Um, as far as the giveaway for this week, feel free to go like, retweet, and drop a comment with when you first heard about Stonks. What's your story? Um, and I'm going to randomly select a winner here at the end of this space. Uh, just have to make sure that you continue actively listening. Um, because if I draw your name for it and you are not in the audience, then guess what? You don't win. Um, I move on to somebody else. So make sure to go ahead and do that now. That's um, eligible for anybody that's in here and want you guys to all have a chance. So, okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry about that. 
No, my bad, man. I didn't know if I cut out or, or whatever. Um, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, people, go spread the stonks, man. We're, uh, we're giving it away. It's good to see you doing it again, brother. Um, I just that whole conversation has brought like a memory up. You know, I have been reminiscing about our two years, but I've also been reminiscing about the space the past couple of years and the evolution of like where we have come from. I remember, you know, when we first were in here late 2021, we were just talking about this is the way you're supposed to do this project. And this is the way the NFT world is supposed to work. And you just saw it all crumble to shit because everybody was just following each other. And there was one or two projects out there doing something unique, something different. Wonky Stonks is one of them. Luca taking over, you know, Pudgy Penguins was another one. Ponds with the Frogs dropping something was completely something different. And what you've seen over the, the past couple of years is you've seen the big tribal mentality of, no, this is the way it's supposed to go. Get shit on because, no, it's part of evolution. We're supposed to grow in this space. We're supposed to try different things. One community may be thriving on a completely different utility than the other community that is thriving with their utility. We have vibes. They have plushies. You know what I mean? So there's no one way to do this anymore. Yeah, I, I think that's that's it, man. There's not a single way to be able to drive success in this, right? If everybody tries to follow the exact same path, then nobody is going to have a successful, you know, successful end, right? Like you're going to have a couple people to do, but, you know, there are different niches that I think that it, it's important to just understand what your strengths are and lean into that, right? You can't make every single person happy. And as long as you do try to make everybody happy, guess what? You're going to do a lot of things, but you're not going to do any of them well. Um, Eddie, welcome back to the stage. My man, how is it going? Yo, what's up, man? Good to see you. Some of my favorite spaces. Love these things. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, I guess I'll do my part. Bring some at least thoughts <clears throat> or alpha one, uh, and this is a Miladies, this is a two part thing and it's interconnected. You'll see how. Um, the Miladies point. One, I will say the, the Elon, um, the Elon retrace had, or had already happened. Like they started at around three or four ish, went up, up to like mid sevens on the Elon tweet. It retraced down to like two and a half or like 2.8, something like that in that range. Uh, and then they pumped after that up to around four. And that was off of shit coins and just like general increase of respect and appreciation. So I will say like the Elon retrace already happened. Um, and and what had happened was they pumped off of actual increase of like respect for their community. What? What? No, no, let's pas là-bas. Là-bas, c'est pas méchant pour. Il faut la mettre. Definitely do. I, I, <laughs> Sorry. I Sorry about that. Go ahead. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> no, but so like that had already happened. So all that to say, um, the the recent price increase was a result of like shitcoin meta and people actually liking them. Um, then they plummeted, but the reason why they plummeted, from what I've gathered and just my feel of the situation to be clear is less like less of a retrace and less of a natural, you know, pull down and more of a, Oh fuck. And the ladies are just normal. Like they're not anything special. And that's because this whole, this whole lawsuit situation has taken away this like mystique veil of uh, what you'd, what you'd call like 
a highbrow art collective for internet degenerates, basically. And that's kind of, that mystique has been uh, vaporized. And now it's just like some corporate entity where there's just infighting that seems petty and stupid. And it's boring. Like that's, that's, that's the reason why it's lost a lot of value. And that's more of a, that's more of a cultural shattering rather than like a, um, rather than just like a technical price adjustment. So that's kind of how I'm feeling there. And what I will say is that this ties into my second point. Like I made a video about this uh, recently and the pudgy shit on me for it, but they didn't realize that I was actually, you know, being bullish on the pudgies um, in saying this because I don't know, low IQ individuals maybe, um, or just memes. And, (laughs) and like the whole, the whole point was there are very few NFTs left that have shown consistent strength and consistent ability to like not implode. Right. So you have, uh, for, for a minute, it was actually Miladies, Pudgies, and maybe a few others. Or let's say, let's take it back like five months ago. It was Azuki, it was D gods, it was Pudgies, it was Miladies, and maybe here and there it was like one of the things. And then of course you had the, on the high end, um, apes are still, you know, super valuable comparatively, even if they've just been trending downwards, but like that was, that was your setup. Right. And now you've had Azuki absolutely implode. Okay. So that was brutal. And after Azuki imploded, people started fleeing Azuki, started picking up things like D gods, more pudgies and a few other assets here and there, or just removing their liquidity from the space. And then D gods implodes. So and now you have two top tier NFT projects imploding and there's like significant lack of trust. Um, and it's just like, okay, well, where else are we going to go? And then you see the Milady start to go up and that kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, well, if, if we just want to say, fuck, uh, utility. Let's take a look at Miladies, which have no utility, but are all about being based and having great culture. And you also have Sproto Gremlins and the and the and the you know HPOS, right? So the the sentiment shifts toward that kind of deal. But now you have Miladies just absolutely shitting the bed, and it's like, what's happening here? There becomes a fleet of safety. In my opinion, right now that safety is quickly starting to shift to the Pudgies, where they're one of the only projects that have shown. Any seemingly strong strength or, or any seemingly consistent ability to hold strength, they've got DeFi uh, Twitter's support. It's like it's perfect in so many different ways. But the one problem with that is when you have a fleet of safety and you have an asset that is considered to be like the safe one, everyone goes into that. And as a result of the current market that we have, like the way that market dynamics work, you can only you can only like directionally long NFTs in mass. You can't directionally short them in mass. So you end up with like over levered positions to the upside and any level, any like mistake or not even mistake, just like under, under executing that is only minimal. Like it it doesn't have to be, or it could just be like meeting expectations. Like even if you just meet expectations, which when you over lever, over lever, the expectations are so high, it's impossible to do anything more than just meet them. That causes an unwind. And those unwinds are so brutal that they can actually like in and of themselves cause sentimental damage to the to the brand. And like that's that to me was something that I noticed. And I think we were before the the leveraging. So I think if you're going to like bet on pudgies, they would actually be more likely to go up than down in the midterm, in my opinion, like mid to long term just because like they are not over levered to the upside. 
But it's concerning because it's like, well, if they do get over levered and you don't sell, that's like uh, that is, in my opinion, what might be like a what might be an existential threat in the same way that you look at Azuki and there's like a tainted feeling now. Or you look at D gods and there's a tainted feeling now. So that's just some of the stuff that's on my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, Pudgy's like biggest weak points is some of their OG traits. Um, and I I don't know if I would say like they should do anything where they can, you know, change him because there's a you know there's a lot of value in the OGness, right? And like the the history of the traits themselves. But a lot of the floor ones are just fucking ugly. Um, I think if a lot of them were more aesthetically pleasing, uh, pleasing, you would have like fractions of the amount of listers and sellers right i've been looking at pudgies for a while still haven't copped a big yet um because i've been waiting for you know something that i would actually enjoy as like a plushie or pfp or a toy or anything and those just never get fumbled on the floor so i i don't know if they should do something where they can kind of update the art and change some of those ugly ass traits or keep it 100 percent og but in my opinion i feel like that's they're literally their only weak point right now. And uh, otherwise, you know, can just straight continue upwards. Dude, Rooster, I've also got a panda. Um, and I've been messing around with the PP decks. It's so fun. It's so good. I, I, I love it. Oh, yeah. They, they, they did a trait drop today, too. I haven't. Um, I wanted the baby. The baby panda. I, don't, I didn't know how to find it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, there was only six dropped this morning. I ended up getting one. Um, it's, it's a HFS trait. So I think there's only going to be a total of 25, 18 drop today. And then like, I think seven, uh, maybe raffled off in the PP decks. Um, so I think there might be only a total of 25 and they're like 175,000 PP points, uh, to be able to get that trait. I actually did end up snagging one. So yeah, I'll, I'll pin it up at the top. It's so like, it's super clean. They're sick, but like I need at least the slightest chance that I'm going to go to the UFC fight. Like I want at least a a two percent chance at best. You know, like sounds like you just need to buy more pandas and get more points. What I need is to become better at gambling, (laughs) or yeah, or become better at gambling. This is this is what I did for the first month because I was only getting like what I think it was like two thousand points a day or something with the amount of pandas that I had. Every single day, I took my daily points. And I went to roulette, and I put it all on black. And it was either I was doubling up for the day, or uh, I got no points for the day. And I did double up more often, so uh, it actually worked out. You know, hey, Rooster, one one thing toward your point, though, about the, like, the OG-ness of the Penguins and the trait argument. I see what you're saying there, but I do think that it's one of those things, again, going back to different projects, leveraging what their strengths are, right? You know, I think that it's cool that um, both, you know, you've got pandas and I think the gods are probably two great examples of some type of points-based system where you can upgrade the different traits and characteristics on the actual NFT itself, right? But I think there's something really special about just being able to say, hey, it is what it is, right? And the history of it, being able to stick and continue and push through. So I think it's one of those things, again, it just goes back toward what do people value and not really going and trying to appeal toward every single niche. Because there are a lot of people that I think 
value the fact that, okay, you can't change it. It is what it is. And there are more pieces in the collection that, you know, like, for instance, General Pudgy's Pudgy Man. <laughs> um, you know, like people love the Pudgy Man costume. Um, you can go through the different traits that people really love. And then you can go through the ones that people kind of don't as much. And, you know, the great thing about that is it provides opportunities at lower entry points for people that want in on the collection and aren't quite as committed to whatever that trade is. But again, if you if you have a piece where you want to get in and you want the ability to be able to upgrade it with time going on, you know, again, there are collections for that. But the point being, I think that it's just, you know, every it's targeting different niches. Yeah, you know, I'm. Yes, I agree. My my issue was, you know, there there have been a a few times where I've been like pretty close to pulling the trigger on like a floor that you know looked decent, except for it had like a fucking party hat on its head and completely ruined the entire thing. And I was like, you know what, this this penguin would be so fucking dope if I could fucking take the party hat off or the or the green fish. Like, yeah, some of them are just god awful. And, you know, I understand Lucas. Bro, I love the fish. I love the fish. (laughs) (laughs) With like a hoodie, the fish can kind of look good. But some of these are just like. like, My my least favorite might be maybe the apron. You know, you go through there. That's that's maybe one of them. Yeah, there are a few that I look at, obviously. But I mean, people could say the same thing towards stonks, right? Where you could say, hey, you know, I don't like the muted colors of this or I don't like whatever. And then the crazy thing about it is, you know, you go through it with enough time. There are people that actually love, you know, some of those different traits. Some of the other people don't. Right. And uh, like I've seen it with time where I think people are more vocal in the community about, oh, you know, we love the bright colors and this and that. There are people that don't even care about the colors that are like, man, this, the one that's a little bit more muted has better price action. And it has, I love the Y axis. I love whatever other factor that's on it. You know, it meshes well with my, you know, creates a good mashup with my other PFP. So, I mean, I think there are certain strengths that eventually with time, it's about curating your community. Right. Right. And, and you, you hit it right there is curating, right? Like somebody's favorite fucking Pokemon is Weedle. Doesn't mean like it's not like that's what the worst ones out there. Bro, right? tell me you've met tell me you've met one person whose Weedle is their favorite Pokemon. There's that's no what way. I'm exactly. There, no, there's someone exactly. out there. There's someone out there. That person There is someone out there and you gotta curate it, right? So maybe maybe have five party hats for the five people that show up to your birthday party, right? And maybe like five fish on the head. Right, not two hundred fifty of them. Right, that, that that's. I think it should be slightly tweaked to the percentage of the audience who actually wants that ugly piece of shit on the head. Right, there, there's like there's someone in the world whose favorite Pokemon is Weedle. You're you're wrong still. Right, like that should not be your favorite Pokemon, but it is. So curate to the small percentage with the the small amount of those traits. I'd say. Okay, so we also had like a General Pudgy up on stage. No, 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 sorry, I, I was muted. General Pudgy, 
Um, I, I want to hear your take on all of this because you requested as soon as all this was brought up. So I'm assuming that you have something you want to say. Yeah, GM guys. Sorry, I'm <clears throat> pretty sick, but uh, I love talking, you know, pudgies and pudgy traits. Sick probably of the or, I'm sorry. Do what? I said sick of the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing all right. But uh, I love talking pudgy traits probably more than almost anything. I think it's always a great conversation. I think, uh, you know, and I love hearing about everyone's, you know, different favorite traits because that's kind of one of the things is, like you were saying, like everyone's, you always have those people that like the Pokemon, like your favorite Pokemon. You're like, wait, that's your favorite Pokemon? And you hear it more often than not. Like, it's weird. But um, I think, like, agreeing with you, Kaleo, about, like, it's almost like paying homage to the provenance of the 2021 OG Collections. And I know in like in igloos, like it's been brought up before, and I know Luca is not changing the meta di- meta data or uh, any like upgrades or anything like that. But um, because I mean, everyone in the community was like, "Don't touch my fucking penguin," you know. And uh, even the rogs, like they're like, "Don't touch my fucking rog." Like, and uh, the one the one of the things they were saying was, you know, that's kind of why the uh, in pudgy world with the like, you know, changing forever, you know, you those penguins you can customize however you want and you know there are different projects with different niches that have those different you know trait upgrades and things like that that's pretty cool but um i think one of the one of the cool things i think in history you know when you're speaking of provenance with the collections is some of the imperfections of the 2021 og collections of these like traits and things like that kind of you know really just pay homage to that uh, a lot more than some people give credit for. And there's kind of beauty in some of that ugliness. And there's also a lot of like, you know, like you're saying, like a lot of the floor penguins, like I think when you, like I've seen, a, you know, some whales sweep and, um, that weren't in the collection early that, you know, kind of just recently or the last like six months or so buy a bunch. And they're like, this is probably one of my favorite shopping experiences. Oh, well, you get muting your bike, man. Oh, is it bad? You're putting your finger over it or something. But yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, give me one second. By the way, in the meantime, right? You you know when you see some really ugly babies, and it's like only the mom that's like, "No, he's so cute." Like yep. that, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> like yeah, like you may see some cuteness and the ugliest ugliness of your pudgy but that fucking party hat motherfucker is ugly as hell so <laughs> dude some people like the party bro my grandma was the only honest person about babies she told my mom all of us all of her kids aka myself included were all the ugliest babies but she also said the majority of babies were all very ugly but you know my mom's brother aka my uncle his daughter, she could not stop raving about how beautiful she was as a baby. And my mom was pissed about it till the day my grandma died. Um, sorry about that. Keep going, General Pudgy. Um, yeah, it's rare to find people that are honest about that stuff. <laughs> no, it doesn't always make you feel good. Better. Yeah, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm interested because, for instance, the party hats, you know, are definitely, in my opinion, also one of the, you know, maybe – non-prettiest treats to some some people like them but they love my party hat yeah people love them like and let's let me speak from this perspective uh the happy birthday gifts on giphy have some of the most views on giphy 
it's one of the most universal IPs. Like I was saying about it before, like what if party hats are, you know, maybe a four now, but you know, one day everyone has a birthday, you know, you, there's so much you could do from an IP, IP perspective on birthday items and crap like that, you know, that you could sell uh, from, or that the, you know, Pudgy Penguin's brand could build and sell with a party hat penguin. I mean, you know, does that, you know, now not make it a four trait anymore and make it worse? You know, like stuff like that. Like for instance, like I think a lot of the plushies that they made aren't necessarily, weren't necessarily quote unquote, like super rare high priced penguins, like all of them. And some of them are selling really well that would otherwise be worth like four quote unquote before the uh, deals. And I think something like a party hat, like is so universal towards everyone, you know, in the masses that that could actually make a big difference in, people wanting those, you know, party hats and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, again, it just goes back toward different niches and there are different, you know, I think the, the, the Giphy one's a great example for what, you know, some people may view as a terrible trait, but then you look and, go back to the actual application of it. And it's one of the most universally accepted ones. So, um, you know, it, it just depends, man. But I mean, I do see what you're say, saying, Rooster. I, but I like, there's just synergy between all these different comments because it all really loops back to what Matt said, where different, different niches, man, like just focus on your strengths. Um, so, you know, but I think at the end of the day, like, Eddie was talking about all the different reasons why um, Miladies went up and all the different reasons why they went down and same with Azuki and all these other collections. Dude, that's the reason why I'm the most bullish on the stonks overall. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's just because at the end of the day, you know, it's been two years of going through the grind of this curation, but I think that we have such a strong core community because there's no other BS that's really attached to it. Right. You know, you, you look through all of the, they're unfuddable. <laughs> like, it just comes down to that. They're unfuddable. So I think that as you have this natural progression of adoption, which there will continue to be more adoption in this space, there are going to be more people that come into it. You know, stonks have continued to survive and they've continued to thrive. Like, dude, you know, I, I was looking at, the one year trend, we're still up well over a hundred percent from where we were a year ago in terms of both ETH and USD price. You know, we had the little surge in between, but you know, it's one of those things I think that you can even see just over the course of the past 24 hours, like floor price doesn't really mean anything, right? You know, it took a couple of ETH to be able to move up, you know, like 70% or something over the course of the past couple days it's it's nothing right it doesn't take much it just takes a wave to really be able to get the momentum going and it's about having your project in some type of pole position to where it's not dealing with the fud to be able to ride that momentum when the time does happen yeah you know it's a a pretty cool metric i saw yesterday um future whale actually has kind of been the one keeping track of it like this space was downloaded via spacesdown.com visit to download your spaces today at the high and uh we were pretty much the exact same i think it was one more stonk was listed like yesterday until at the high as we were back in january at like a 0.3 floor with like 97 98 stonks so so 
currently, as of his tweet yesterday, whenever I looked, I don't know if that was before sweepage or after. Um, but yeah, we were only 98 stonks away from 0.42 again, which, you know, that's like a third of Lumber's wallet. So it's not really a, a large number, honestly. Yeah. One, one, two pudgy penguin sales in volume will get us at the high again. <laughs> I mean, exactly, man. It's the point being, it doesn't take much volume. And it's one of those things where I think you show consistent strength. And, you know, it is about curating the community also throughout that process, because at the end of the day, that's what it is, right? You are curating a community of people that are in it for the art, in it for the vibes, and that see that longer term vision. Um, and I really think, again, that is the strongest potential core that you can possibly have. They're unfuddable past that point, because if that is what the vision is, you know, boom, it is achieved day one. And whenever it's art, I mean, typically people only grow more fond of art with time, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think it's one of those things, again, where it is just a matter of, you know, the market is going to hit its stride soon enough with NFTs. Um, we are going to see some type of bottom tick. We're going to see it move back up. I really think that the stocks have potential you know, they have they have history meets art meets culture meets all of the above. You know, they're inevitable. Um, inevitable. What's going yeah. on, man? I'll say this every week. Stonks are in line with crypto total market cap. Like you will see them move in a parallel because when majority of people are losing money, they're like, oh, the chart's ugly as hell. All I ever do when I look at these is lose money. But when all they ever do is win money, i.e. bull market, <laughs> right? They're like, oh, my God. Oh, fucking art connoisseur. This shit should be in the Louvre. This shit should be over here. Like, it, you'll see a line, like, literally in perfect parallels. Uh, go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, hey, no worries. What's up, guys? Happy Friday, everyone. So uh, so just had a quick question for Kaleo. I should know this, and I just never really got the story. Can you tell us, like, kind of the inspiration behind why you chose uh, stock charts as art, how you created them, what made you pick, you know, the specific generative tools that you used? I'm really curious kind of some of the history behind that. Yeah, so, I mean, um, Honda would be <laughs> – so, Honda is my buddy in real life, right? And, um, you know, we were, we were talking at um, a buddy's bachelor party one time and I, I, we were just talking through the space and all the developments going through and had this idea where I was like, you know what, I, you know, I think it'd be cool to be able to create an NFT collection to be able to branch out and engage, basically kind of enter into that space, but also give back to my community at the same time. Um, and he was in between jobs at that point. He had like another three months off before he was starting his next one. He had accepted a role. He just wanted, you know, a little bit of extra time before he started it. So he, he decided, man, like this would be a really cool opportunity to be able to basically gain that knowledge and that skill set to be able to enter into the web three space as well. You know, he's just one of those guys that likes to learn and do new things so, you know, we had several other ideas for collections prior. And then one day, you know, he came to me with the idea of, hey, Cleo, you know, 
this is what your brand is, is more about the trading side of thing. What about charts as art? And it just instantly clicked. And dude, we went through a bunch of different iterations of, you know, I, I should like pin up some of the first iterations of the stock charts. We even had this whole thing when we were talking about rarities and what to do. We were looking at adding, you know, like different shitcoin names to the Y axis, for instance, you know, so that you could collect and you would have different rarities of different shitcoins. Like maybe one chart would be ETH and one chart would be Bitcoin. And one chart would be Cardano. But the more we started to think through that, is the more detail that you really added to it, as far as that perspective, it started taking away from the art and it started adding something that was fuddable, right? Because if you start to add in those type of elements, you know, you can say that one of those coins rugs or, you know, say Luna happened. This was all before the Luna collapse. Say that that was one of the tokens. Imagine, I mean, hey, could you imagine the floor, bro? (laughs) Some people might've wanted to collect it for that reason. But, you know, that was one thing. We looked at different potential background art incorporated in with it where you'd have different rarities for that art. So, you know, we we like hired out a fiber artist just for, okay, you know, what are some ideas for some background art that we could see, you know, kind of like the mashups. We had mashups as an initial part of the collection for something that would just automatically generate into it. Um, but the more that we looked at that, it just became one of those things where, you know, I reviewed it by a few people and they just, it was very subjective. It was hit or miss. You had some people that loved it. You had some people that hated it. And it just became one of those things where we were like, man, let's focus on the art, focus on the generative quality of it. And just let that be what carries forward because it resonates to a whole different audience than what you really have with any other type of collection that exists out there you know you've got the art meta you've got different things like um you know like chromie squiggles for instance that are literally just like colorful squiggles that whenever they first came out everybody laughed thought they were the dumbest thing in the world and they didn't they weren't accepted universally as these beautiful pieces of art until they hit certain milestones as far as price And I really think it's the same type of thing with the stonks where you have something that is, you know, generated in a similar way. You know, it's completely algorithmically generated, basically a step process. Imagine like flipping a coin and then having when you flip that coin, different magnitudes of steps that each, you know, step could potentially take. And then rarities for what those steps are for, you know, how big or how small. And then you flip it infinite times um until you know from start to finish that's basically how you get your random you know is it positive is it negative as far as the returns and the beautiful thing about that is you look at the way that all of it this randomly step generated driven thing you know it generates real (laughs) you know mimics real price action you can look at a lot of these stocks and it does mimic real price action that you see on a screen and it was all basically from flipping a coin a million times you know a little bit more to it than that um but you know then from there basically taking like the trading view um taking different uh indicators from you know that you have api access to on things like trading view be able to incorporate that into the actual price action and you know kind of merge all of that together and you get this synergy 
of art, you know, of the elemental trading status without it being some real representation of something else that is fuddable. And it just goes down to the core of the essence of, you know, the feeling of being able to look at these and resonate. And rather than saying, oh, this is like some certain instance, you know, it's like looking off and being able to say, okay, this is what the feeling brings me from a certain time where, you know, I, I experienced trading in a certain, you know, whatever like this, you know, where, where I saw this similar type of price action. And maybe it's just the art itself that resonates with somebody. But that was kind of the vision, man, was being able to do something that was different, that bridged the communities and that, you know, brought something completely new to life that, you know, was, uh, I guess, the stocks. I've been meaning to ask you that forever. So thank you so much. That's such a cool answer. That gave me a lot of, uh, a lot to think about there. And I, I think one of my favorite things about the stonks is they, they are the perfect canvas for a mashup. You know, I see all the, the stonk holders all have like really interesting mashups they've done where they find things that match the art that goes with the chart. And that's one of my favorite things to do is go, okay, I've got this stonk. It's moving with this price action. What kind of cool thing can I add to it to add, you know, a different layer of complexity or interest to it? Yeah, I think the timing of the drop too is like out of this world perfect because you yeah, had a lot of the top. It, well, it, you had a lot of people <laughs> that, but yeah, you had a lot of people, you know, over the past year or two prior to that, just now getting into crypto more so than ever, starting to look at, you know, trading stocks and whatnot. And they're, they're getting more exposed than they've ever had into what a chart looks like. And Kaleo hit the, the nail on the head with all of this, I think tying it to an emotional appeal for a lot of people and onboarding too into the nft space too was absolutely amazing during that time because it brought in influx of people that didn't really give a fuck about nfts but now actually had something oh i i i i'm emotionally tied to this now i remember this price action from you know six months ago when i made a bag or i lost my ass or something like that so the timing of it and i till this day i'm still amazed by it yeah, like, uh, I mean, some of the charts, too, I mean, pretty much all of them, like, you can kind of make up a story in it, like, you know, the one that I pinned up at the top, you know, you, this is where you enter right on the left, and that's your uh, liquidation wick, right as you enter the trade, you enter a short position, you were right, but you got liquidated before you were right, uh, which happens to me all the time, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really... It's crazy, like, and to go back to, you know, Hondo and the coding and stuff, like, even the volume bars match up. P people underappreciate, like, how intricate, like, and how perfectly these stonks, like, actually form when, when they're generated. Every single, like, all the time people are like, oh, I thought these were, you know, snapshots of Bitcoin or snapshots of Ethereum, like, a certain part of time. And no, none of them are any of that. They're all randomly generated and they're beautiful honestly well dude I, I love having you know I, I sent this out in the like the group chat yesterday but I love how you know there's still a lot of times where I tweet out something about stonks and somebody will be like oh you know stonks are still a thing or you know so wait what are those or I didn't know that like you know basically that they there are people that are familiar with stonks that have no idea that they were ever my project, right? And I think that that's actually really incredible, right? Because the reach of the stonks goes beyond, 
you know, I, I think the more that you can disassociate the project from just me and have it be something that is, you know, spread out across this community is actually something that in essence makes it stronger, makes it more bullish, makes it stand the test of time. I mean, heck, I, I love the fact that there are a couple people in the wonky Citadel chat that don't even follow me, you know, like, and I'll never call them out on it, but I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I love little things like that. It's great. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is gold, bro. Uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, I agree pretty much with everything everyone has said here uh, so far today with the stonks right now. A um, couple of shout outs we have to do is Yakimit, part of the, you know, one of the OGs. I think he was a mentor. I was not. I was actually uh, taking the girlfriend out shopping um, when the mint happened. And I got home, like, I think it was three minutes after it minted out. Uh, and, you know, I was back to, before I entered into NFTs, you know, I was strictly, you know, crypto security, not going to have hot wallet on my phone. Uh, you know, I was a lot less degenerate before Kaleo onboarded me into NFTs. So honestly, if we're going to pin any down spiral I ever have in the future, it's going to be Kaleo bridging me from crypto Twitter to NFTs through the stonks. All right. <laughs> uh, honestly, forgot what I was even talking about beforehand. Uh, hey, I'll say it like I say it every fucking week. You guys are, you know, always going to have to deal with me. I don't care for, you know, two years in or 20 years in. This has changed my life, and I know it's changed a lot of your lives, and it's truly a blessing. And, you know, every community says this stuff. Every community has their little powwow and loving each other, but it's true, man. It, we're, we're a group of just kings and queens in here, and we're just it, the vibes, man. There's nothing else but the vibes. Hey, man, man. And, you know, that's going to be the things that like that same core element right there is going to be the same thing that carries us through the next bear market. Whenever we're down to 10 ETH, um, we're going to be sitting there and it'll be a struggle, right? There are going to be a lot of people that are <laughs> completely tired, you know, just think that the project's dead and gone, but it'll be that same narrative that continues to propel us forward. Now, what he neglected to inform you was ETH's price uh, whenever stonks are 10 ETH, which could be 10000 or it could be $10. You know, we'll, we'll figure out from there. But the stonks one day will be uh, 10 ETH. Um, and no, like, just on par with what you are talking about, you know, as far as, like, you know, community without trying to be cringy at all. Y'all remember how boring, like, trading used to be, or at least for me, um, it was mainly like a losing by myself, like a solo activity. You know, I had two other friends, like in real life friends that were, were into crypto. Um, one wasn't really a trader. He was just more of like a uh, make illegal money and put it into crypto and stack and probably is able to retire now uh, type, of <laughs> type of buddy. Um, uh, he's actually the one who put me on to crypto. Uh, way back in like I think it was 2016 is when uh, when when he introduced me. But yeah, you used to be so boring, right? Like you you had like an idea or something, and you you're researching all these shit coins, trying to figure out like which shit coin is going to be the next like big thing. Like 
oh, they're building layer two solutions. It, it used to be so damn boring. Like I, I've met what I think probably 10, 15 or so people in the stonks community and, you know, many people in other communities as well through these meetups and those memories. I mean, I don't know if we go to the same NFT events as like majority of the NFT people, but at least our Basel last year, South by Southwest this year, you know, even the psychedelic conference in Denver, like all these events were fucking legendary meeting legendary people, Matt, Crow, B-Ways, Lakers. um, And yeah, bringing other people from those in real life events into your smaller sub communities as well. Um, you know, I can, and I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody, but I haven't really, the bear market hasn't done much damage to me at all. I'm actually net positive, uh, by a lot. And a lot of people around me are as well. And, uh, it's, it's fun to be able to win together. And then also when you lose, you know, there's like someone else who's also in the same exact trade as you, uh, who's also losing. So you're both winning and losing alone now after NFTs. Yeah. 100%. Yo, uh, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Leverage Labs, what's up, man? What's good happen- to have you back, Triton? What's happened, dude? I'm, I'm listening to you guys and talking about about money out of thin air, like criminal style. I, I mean, not 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 to take you know the attention off you guys or with the, or the wongies, but have you seen the meme coins, guys? Have you been watching? No. What, what about uh, the like? What about? Okay, we got Dorkle that's looking pretty good. We got the real Smurf cat that's looking great as hell right now. I wouldn't buy that right now, though. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to, dude, those are like the ethos of crypto now. He just wanted to show his back. No, no. <laughs> no. I'm waiting for it. I just said, don't do it. I just said, don't buy real Smurf cat, but you want to look at Dorkle. That's the one that Matt Fury did, and it's pretty bottomed out. So, just I'm not in that one, but I might be. It, it looks so good, <laughs> bottomed out. <laughs> I love you, Elliot. That's it, dude. Hey. General Pudgy, he's in my chat, dude. He can vouch for me. I ain't trying to dump on you guys. No, I, I, I know, I, I know, you're good, dude, man. I, I it is funny, <laughs> but like, it does speak to where we are too right now in the market, where. Oh. You know, yep. again, you gotta have you fun. talk you about what's fun. interesting and what's interesting right now uh, from the majority, you don't have these low market cap NFTs that are rallying and doing whatever multiples. That's just not the market sector that's hot at the moment, right? Like meme coins are. So, you know, I, I, and I do think there's going to be a rotation back. What, what's crazy to me, though, is how many people think that NFTs are done, right? That that chapter that as far as having a new rotation back into it, there's so many people that are burned that it's not going to have any life breathed back into it later on. I think that's completely ignorant. You know, we're going to see a point where we're going to have the fun that you're talking about. And rather than people coming up and shilling their meme coins on stage, they'll be shilling the other NFT projects or whatever new thing, the new mint that we've never heard of, which you rarely even hear of new mints popping up these days. It's wild. There used to be a new mint uh, like every other hour. Yeah, you won't because people realize like it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to scam on them now. It's not like people are so hypercritical on NFTs and like 
you know, if, if projects launch, you know, do spaces before they launch, like they fucking get grilled now. They're like, you know, back, back in the day, like as the long Spanish as, Inquisition over here. <laughs> literally, bro. Back back in the day, as long as the art was like the previews, right? You only got to see like three or four previews. You know, nothing about the team. It was all a non zero revenue model, right? You a lot of times you didn't even get a roadmap until like three weeks in. That that was in the pre roadmap roadmap was roadmap coming soon, right? And people were like, fucking good, take my Ethereum, like fucking throwing thousands of dollars on it. Nowadays, bro, legitimate projects, like legitimate projects are struggling hard. Um, also, quick sidebar, I don't know if this is a bear signal at all, but we have gone this entire space without mentioning Frentech once. Bro, I was just um, fucking thinking that shit. So like, <laughs> I don't know if this is like an early signal that like it's starting to die um and uh dump all your homies right now no i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. uh but yeah i don't know I, thought, I just thought it was pretty interesting watch friend tech it is an absolute dep- sorry real quick can you guys hear me because i was getting a phone call you guys can hear me hello okay friend tech is absolute psychology at play meaning that when people get bored and they're just not making money it just dips so that's you got to look at friend tech like that when when everybody's buying each other and friend friending nine nine three three that's where it's like hype right everybody's like oh my god let me push more buttons let me say gm more and more and more but when everybody just gets bored or it's like nighttime and they want to watch tv or whatever yeah you start seeing a decline it's absolute psychology at play and then you guys were saying earlier about like about nft projects so you know i did show my bags and i also am minting an nft soon so you know i'm just making a real good effort at just shilling all my bags so thanks cleo you know thanks for having the space so the question is try how, how many stonks do you own <laughs> three let's go okay three is key uh, honestly i'm not impressed. What's up, that's, like, that's like 0.33 ethereum right now i'm not impressed step up your numbers oh i was gonna say this is the first week on uh friend tech that <clears throat> you didn't really see a big uh post point uh snapshot sell-off actually where like there's not really a big dip across the board this week compared to the previous two or three weeks that every time thursday came around after the snapshot people would dump so i think actually it's you know at all-time high all-time high tvl right now i think actually kind of if they do the security updates with like sorry i was just dumping all my keys (laughs) matt let's be real bro you own one key and it's your own in your chat and say, bro, you might want to buy your own key. I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> All I know is I just made money on uh, Rooster, B-Ways, and Magnus, so take profits. That's the, the one thing you've always ingrained in my brain, brother, so I'm listening. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, Jen, speaking so- of, uh, about the snapshot, uh, do you know like how those metrics work? So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to refine my... Uh, my bot strategy and I'm wondering if I should if there's a certain time I should just move all my funds over from my bot to 
my rooster account and like three three the homies and then once three, the three snapshot the once the snapshot happens then dump them all and uh move it back to my bot and continue to to trade mm, i think you should three three with a certain percentage of your portfolio and then use the rest continuously to trade with is kind of going to be the only way, but there's also like, that's kind of what I'm doing. It's like 50, 50 right now. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, everyone was dumping after snapshot day or on snapshot day. And that isn't really happening this week. So everyone's like, you know, the people that have dumped are kind of in disbelief. Like, why no dip? Like, Yeah, I don't know, man. There's there are a lot of interesting mechanics and ways that you can kind of game the system if you really want to. Um, you know, I think there are certain strategies that can definitely work for the trading side, but you know, in the process, you probably hurt yourself for the farming side. So, um, you know, and then there's yeah, certain I, things I think the really trading side, the farming that. side that could hurt you from the fees side if you're trying to generate fees. Like, you know, there are a lot of oh, different yeah. things you can look at that are just different mechanics that I think people are just focusing on. And, you know, the, the real thing is where people are just kind of shifting it up. It's like, you never know what they're going to do one day or the next. And again, uh, like every action has a consequence. So, um, yeah, it's, but I, I mean, that's kind of the fun of it. I posted, something in, the, I posted something in the jumbotron for you. The jumbotron. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more intelligent people than I am out there in the world, and they speak on things that I have no idea speaking on. But X just said, announced yesterday that you can subscribe to somebody and you can now have a, a, a private DM conversation with your subscription service with, you know, a follower or whatever or a subscriber. What, what's the difference of that in front tech? Um, first of all, I'm not getting royalties in Ethereum. Um, and second of all, I'm not getting imaginary internet points that maybe one day will be worth a quarter. And well, I mean, people pay for your subscription. Well, let's say yeah, in a couple what, of months. five bucks. Bro, you what? can't put things in dollar signs in the crypt. Imagine if every mint was like, you're, you're going to mint $800 right now rather than it being like, you know, however many equivalent of Ethereum's it is to that at the point. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't use a dot. Bro, you know how many times I go out to dinner? Or not to dinner, but like, you know, go grab a sandwich and it's like $15. I'm like, God damn, $15. Damn, flex, Rooster. Wow. Right? $15. No, like $15 is fucking expensive for a sandwich. Like, you know, and that's that's like, I'm enjoying that right then. You know how many fucking times I've spent over $150 and just gas? immediately and then like especially during shitcoin season and stuff like that just buying and selling like i've burnt fucking however many months of rent and gas already bro like yeah you know we're not we're not putting things in dollar signs five dollars to subscribe to a twitter account i don't care who you are but no 150 dollars to buy a key now also you can't profit off of um the subscriptions so like i guess the the value prop of, you know, being able to direct message the person whose key you hold is shared. But other than that, like all the other like gamified how, metrics. How many so wait, 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 wait. Rooster, Frentech is Sotheby's. Subscriptions <laughs> is Walmart. 
That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, 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 pretty much, bro. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? The real alpha is buying the friend tech key of somebody that you hate, and you just roast them in their chat all the time. They can't do anything about it, dude. Uh, who did I roast pretty hard? But, but then again, you got to pay to shit on them. Like, That's is okay. it worth it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely worth it, bro. Yeah, yeah go in, paying them, hop in their feed, and then, you know, roast them. And then what's even better is to dump them. Like, you don't even wait for the response. You just say what you want to say and then dump them. And it's all on chain, too. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll leave one guy's name out, but dude, he's like a real well-known grifter. And dude, I just bought his key, right? And sure enough, it went up. And every once in a while, I remind everybody in the chat of his grift. And he's like, could you stop? And I'm like, no way, dude. This is worth $15. But how are you reminding everyone in the chat of his grift? A lot of people could see the chat. That's why. Well, if his key is only $15, then like, that's like five people. No, actually, well, no, that's went up a lot, actually, after that. What's so $50 to me? Hey, guys, we've had a great Friday, man. I love you guys. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Enjoy the weekend. Much love. Dude, Bring hey, hey Matt, buy, buy my friend ticket, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have a, uh, some funds available now that I just freaking forward my friends. So let's do it. <laughs> Much love, everybody. Adios, man. I'm terrible, um, Kaleo. You know, Dude, I'm like... gonna have to check if he actually dumped me. Like, we're gonna have some beefs if, uh, you know, I thought he was kidding, but let me check the chain real quick. No, he definitely he dumped me. No, eighties dumped all of us guys. He he wasn't he wasn't kidding. He is no longer a core stonks member, in my opinion. Is it dump rooster season? Should I go follow suit? Oh yeah, like you already <laughs> were dumping magna this morning, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, I, I think I've dumped half the people on this stage already. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still uh I'm still pretty bullish. I've actually my bot's done uh it's thirty X the initial funding um that I gave it. So it's uh for the, I think we've been running for like two, three weeks now. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um the metrics are changing right now, though. Uh, scam accounts that are being created are getting smarter, and there's more bot competition. And with the bonding curve, like the, there's a, a very tight window of entry. Um, so yeah, the, the, the gamification is kind of changing every day. I'm wondering if Frentech's going to implement uh, kind of like a, well, to be able to circumvent the TX spammers, right? Who are, are buying within the same block that people are buying their initial key in. Because, um, you know, people like the one, one of the biggest fuck ups too, if you have an alt account with like thousands of followers, might as well just go create a friend tech with it right now. Like I only when I created my account like day two. Right. I think I had like there there are no bots for one. And I think I had like two people checking the chain or like, oh, he just bought his own key. Like, let's buy that. That was the original snipe. Nowadays, people with like a thousand followers are coming straight out the gate at like a point zero three floor price and they're already printing like you know 0.05 0.06 ethereum and royalties just immediately from the bot buys so yeah if you have any alt account with like any amount of followers and you remain any active on that it's like a free 
free hundred bucks. So Rooster, I'll go create a friend tech. I'll tell you what my strategy has been recently, and it hasn't really been working, you know, because like what I realized is on the way up, you know, I like I dude, I, I bought a ton of people that, you know, bought me back. I think I, I, I was one of the originators of the three three just because like before three three was a thing. Like I've got tweets from week number one of saying, you know, some of the best buys out there are these cheap accounts that are buying all these big accounts. Like I went through and said it. So, you know, I had a bunch of these accounts that I'm up like 50 X on. Right. So I've like, you know, the issue then becomes everybody's accepted the three, three meta. So the three, three meta has been this super strong thing. And outside of three, three, it's like, you know, you're looking at some of the trading chat, that type of meta, you know, some of the bigger accounts that have sunk. What my theory has been recently is I think that the three, three meta is going to be closer to a top and that you're going to see some type of a sell because it becomes impossible to continue to three, three, right? Everybody started buying my account and saying, Hey, you know, three, three Cleo. And they're like already at an ETH. And I'm like, no, dude, I, I can't do that. So I just kind of got tired of it. And I've just been selling off a bunch of these keys I'm way up on because I realized the only way to then be able to start running it back up with fees, you can't continue to buy everybody on the way up whenever you're just getting fees, you know, from buying because, Again, it's spread more thin. So you have to have people sell you off. And I cannot get people to sell me off right now. I'm just going to have to like, I. Uh, so I'm trying to get people to. Then you generate fees from that. And then you boom, use those fees to start buying on the way back up. And it's just kind of a process as far as the repeat. So, you know, like still stay active, everything in the chat, be active each day in it. But, you know, that's some of the gamification side of it as far as, you know, like where I think the current ebb and flow is because you really had to focus on the first few weeks of just the big trader account, big names, you know, Kobe was up at the top always stuff like that. Now it's the three, three. So again, I think three, three is going to sink down a little bit. You're going to see a flow back to the other side. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's it's gameplay a little bit, right? You've got to get the mechanics of the way that it's working and try to like head things off a little bit. So, yeah, I've not allocated like any decent chunk of like my crypto portfolio towards Frentech. So, yeah, I, I can absolutely guarantee you I'm not through threeing you if you're like above 0.1 Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> like, that's, you know, you go through 10 people, that's like an ETH already, right? Like, the taxes are insane. That's, that's why I have my bot just like, you know, trying to auto snipe these uh these accounts for like you know sub 0.01 ethereum and i've i've hit quite a few bangers on it um so and then ro rotating that profits back into my main account a little bit so i can three three a couple more homies uh th there's a i noticed there's like a group in the pandas who are like collectively all growing around and like three threeing everybody and like yeah it, it's pretty cool they're all like every one of them is rising and luckily I've got it most of them, you know, sub point one. Uh, that's another thing too. Like when, when do you take profits? Right. Like, is it, uh, is, you know, the point one five more than you're going to get from the airdrop for, you know, however many points you would have got from that one key itself, probably. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Interesting metrics. Also, Pudgy, you don't have to raise your hand here. You just butt it whenever. 
Oh, okay. I just didn't ever want to like cut anyone off. Um, <clears throat> the difference now as well is a lot of the big accounts since Manifold came about are launching with Manifold to prevent the bot sniping. Whereas like, you remember, I was on like day one, week one, being able to snipe all the big accounts with or without a bot well, as soon as they joined for like really cheap, like you were saying. And there's still wins. There's still people there. But it, like you said, a lot of the spam accounts and a lot of the fake ones are getting smarter. And then all the new big accounts most of them are going to be using Manifold uh, because they can buy X amount of their keys, say 30 or 100, because they want to, one, prevent it, but more than anything, they're not going to say it, but they have an ego and they don't want their key prices to be under a certain amount price. No, on top of that, it's the most efficient way to be able to yeah. to farm, if you think about it, because oh, yeah. it, you'd like, you it's the, the fastest right. way to be able to multiply your ETH. You know, you spend X amount at the beginning and it's a quick, quick, quick multiplication vertical that you're then in control of. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why to do it more than anything else. It's a multiplication vertical for farming. Really, just simply put, you know, you can spend seven ETH send your keys up to 0.7 and you just bought 70 keys in the process, guess what? That 70 ETH that you spent is now worth close to 50 ETH in farming. Um, and you're and you know, I don't know if that math is exact, so, yeah. but something along those lines, right? Right. Yeah, and then now, now you're getting the 5% royalties off of every single person who buys um, and sells the key after that at the inflated price while you're yeah, yeah, cost yeah. Then, then, then you're at the inflated price but then on top of that it's a public perception as far as hey look you know the price is already x you know so you're guaranteed to have a public perception above x price like you know so i it's I like a safe bet you have a four and um it sounds like i guess i think wendy is the first person to be doing it is um being able to like take some of your keys for like giveaways somehow to holders, which I have no idea how all that works and how Manifold is able to implement that because we've talked about before like key swaps and stuff. Uh, I think you have to like, like wrap. Gonna... I think you have to wrap the keys like when you're. Uh, I don't know. I'm not like a chain. Yeah. Detective or whatever the fuck, but I, I I heard somewhere that I think you have to like wrap your keys while you're buying them. And then you're able to like move them. Otherwise, if you don't, then they're just like stuck where they are, and you can't do it afterwards. So, like, I I think you can like if you wanted to buy like two of your own keys right now and like wrap it in the process, you can like I think either send them somewhere or burn them, um, but you can't wrap them post purchase. The one the ones that are cool are ones that are launching stuff and they're potentially kind of speculating toward like airdrops or pre-sales so like there's a couple like i guess they're higher priced but they're gonna be giving you like 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 first users into um beta users into like a, a, a new trading bot so yeah whenever people sell sell buy and sell that thing it's like well it's good it fluctuates from like three to four ETH. you do you just see your ETH value going up and you're like word so yeah, there there there's value out there, but um, yeah, I won't feel that bad because I don't want anybody knowing about it. All right, Rooster, you got your friend tech talking. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I wasn't even I wasn't even trying to. I was just trying to make an observation that yeah, I didn't know if could be seen as like an early bear flag. 
um, that you know we had just gone the entire the entire space without talking about it yet. Um, Bro, I, I still just think the months. most beautiful thing though is Matt just dumping everybody live on space. Like I freaking love it, and then going to the uh, then going to the Fred Tech chain, and then seeing everybody reciprocating that immediately on him. Like it's beautiful, man. I freaking love it. Like that's the thing about it. You have to have like thick skin with it because at the end of the day, dude, it's just like it's all a game on there, right? I don't think it's anything more than a game. You know, you can't get pissed off and get personal about whatever. Like it is what it is, right? Dude, yeah, honestly, and and I welcome the trading activity, even though I'm rocking like, you know, point oh four key price. Right, I'm still five percent every trade, bro. You can buy and sell me as many times as you want. In fact, you can do it a hundred times. I don't feel no ways about it. If you want to buy someone just to dump them, come to Rooster's account. Buy buy and dump as much as you please. Now I'm only up twenty x right now on my buys on your keys, so I need more than that. I, I, t- I tagged them in my meme in in the jumbotron. He dumped during your founder space, probably dumped on the group chats, and then he dumped his friend Techies. Uh, um. But anyway, man, it's been a it's been a fun week. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up. Got some things that I need to take care of around the casa. Um, so it's, um, Love you, it's been a fun week, been able to, you know, uh, you know, I, I, again, here's my thing that I think the most beautiful thing about anything with the stonks this week, I, I, it all goes back to just how shitty of a metric floor price is. So if that's the thing that people are focusing on continuously for being able to survive any type of like, you're not going to be able to, right. You know, there are a lot of other things that I think are more transcendent than that. It doesn't really take much for collections that have life to them to be able to move. Um, You know, so it's just about continuing to keep those vibes and keep the strength focusing on what your strengths are um, until the market really turns the direction that's going to do the work for you, right? Like eventually the market will do the legwork for you. You just have to set yourself up for the day when that happens, right? So, um, yeah. You know, survive like, until 25. Survive until 25 and thrive. Um but yeah, man. So appreciate all of you guys coming on. Um, wonky stonks are inevitable. We'll be back. Well, actually, shoot, I've got a stonk to give away. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, I just I'm taking screenshots of everybody that's in here right now. Okay, taking the screenshots. Okay, so I've got lasting proof of every single individual I'm going to go through these and I will send out that, uh, send out the stunk to the winner here in just a bit, because unfortunately I still have to wrap up the space. So I don't have enough time to go through it right now. Um, uh, you'll get that this afternoon. Appreciate you guys joining. It's been a fun one and we'll see you guys next week. Kaleo, check your DM. Good Robert, luck. You got to buy his key. If you want to get in touch with the boss, man.
choose. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today.